With the Master's face out in public, he went into hiding. Still, it was a small victory. The battle was over, but the war remained. I knew that the Master, once he had planned something, would come back at me with all the force that he could muster. The Master had never foreseen the possibility of his exposure, and for that, he would never forgive me. But I no longer cared. Following the exposing of the Master's face, Veronica and Jake were experiencing freedom. Right now, they were the media's golden couple. Tabloids ran stories on them, and Veronica went from full-blown criminal to high-ranking celebrity artist. Her artwork began to obscure her criminal past, and soon enough, people forgot about her framing. Rochelle was still in the hospital, recovering, and Veronica frequently visited her. You have a visitor, Miss Morris. Hey, Veronica. Hi, Shell. How are you feeling? Better. I'm so sorry. Don't apologize. Seriously, it's fine. I think I needed that beating. What? Are you for real? Hey, at least I got something interesting I can tell my kids someday. Like, I got kidnapped and beaten up by a bunch of criminals. And it's all because of your auntie, Veronica. <laughs> Thank you for everything. Now don't get all teary on me. You do owe me for life, though. <laughs> yeah, that I do. Jake? Yeah. You owe me double. <laughs> Hello? Hey, babe. How's Rochelle doing? She's better. Recovering steadily. Good to hear. Tell her I said hi. He says hi. Hi back. She says hi back. <laughs> hey, listen. So once you're done, could you come back to the cafe? Yeah, sure. Is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Just got some news from Leo. Okay, I'll be there. When Veronica enters Hanley's cafe, she sees her artwork back on the walls. It lifts her spirits immediately, and she smiles. Is Jake here? He's waiting for you in the office, ma'am. Thanks. Veronica enters Jake's office. Jake is behind a laptop, typing furiously. Hey, babe. Oh, hey, babe. Just finishing this email. Be with you in a second. Have a seat. And done. Tired? Somewhat. I like it when you're tired. I can take advantage of you easier. <laughs> you little devil. You sounded a bit urgent before. What's up? So Leo called me, and apparently a heist has taken place in South Carolina. It's somewhat similar to what the master pulled off here, but he isn't sure if it's him. He wanted me to check with you. Depends. I know he wouldn't stop doing what he does, but this soon? It's a bit out of character. Maybe he got desperate. Hmm. What other details did Leo give you? So they targeted a convoy transporting money to the central bank. The convoy was attacked on a deserted road where there are no security cameras anywhere. Sounds like him. He must be desperate for something. How were the guards tied up? Did they place a decoy to stop the convoy? Probably. What's on your mind? I think I can draw him out. The master? How? Hmm. I have a few ideas. Perhaps I need to go visit an old friend. Later that night, 
Veronica does a bit of research. The person she is searching for is someone who would never forget her. And the last time they parted ways, they were not the happiest. And so getting back in touch with this person would be difficult enough as it was. Veronica types away at her laptop, and then she finds him. Hello, Dmitri Rusev. She stares at a picture of the Russian ambassador who is surprisingly back in Atlanta. He is no longer the ambassador, but is somehow luckily on a state visit. She keeps typing away. 25th. That will be Sunday night. Veronica finds that Dimitri will be attending a party on the night of the 25th. Invitees only. A small setback. The party is invite only. But Veronica then calls Jake. Babe, there's a party at the Whitley on the 25th. It's invite only. You want me to get you in there? Can you? Well, let me see. Usually Rochelle would somehow know the connections needed to wiggle ourselves into any of those parties. Give me a while. Wait, is this for... Yeah, you guessed it. Look, even if you get on the list, he's gonna recognize you, isn't he? Oh, I bet he will. I want him to. I really hope you know what you're doing. Well, I know there's a big screen, and if they're showing videos, all I need is access to that and a conversation with Dimitri. <laughs> I'll make a few calls. Thanks, babe. I love you. I love you, too. Within an hour, Jake manages to get Veronica on the guest list. It doesn't take much convincing. The event managers are more than willing to include the name of a recent celebrity, which they hope will attract more attention to their event. And then Veronica begins to prepare for that night. As Veronica enters the Whitley, she is instantly greeted by a bunch of photographers. Veronica indulges them for a few minutes. People are coming up asking for selfies, and as unsure as Veronica had been at first, Jake encouraged her to win the heart of the public. And she was doing exactly that. Miss Kilter, good evening. Please, if you will. The concierge leads Veronica away from the photographers towards the main hall. Ma'am, please do enjoy yourself. The food and drinks are of course free. The buffet will be open in a half an hour. Thank you. Actually, where's the ladies' room? I've been here once before. It's behind that large screen, correct? Uh, yes ma'am. That way. Thank you. As the concierge departs, Veronica walks towards the big screen. She is almost stopped by a reporter asking for a story. Miss Kilter, I'm from the Atlanta Herald. What would you say about your experience? Hey, I'd love to talk to you, but I've been holding my pee and wouldn't want to embarrass both of us. I'll be right back. Veronica quickly scurries away, and soon enough, she is behind the screen. She finds herself looking at two men, one an elderly man with headphones on, and the other around Jake's age. This, she assumed, was her contact. Excuse me, Grant? To her surprise, the elderly man looks up. That'd be me. You're Miss Kilter? Yes, I am. Grant turns to the younger man and nods. Take a break, John. I got this. Taking his cue, John disappears. Mr. Hanley said you'd be coming. What do you want me to plug in? Here, take this thumb drive. There's a file called Dimitri. Could you put that on the playlist? Sure thing. 
Now, when do you want me to play it? In exactly five minutes. You got it. With that, Veronica turns and walks out. Now her job was to locate Dimitri. She doesn't have to look far. She catches Dimitri's bald head bobbing a foot above everyone else in the room. Hunched more than she last saw him, he stands talking to a young blonde woman. Veronica walks towards them. I see you haven't learned from past mistakes, Dimitri. Dimitri, interrupted in his conversation, turns around and faces Veronica. The blonde girl quickly makes her escape. Dimitri looks at Veronica with a confused expression on his face. Do I know you? Oh, look closer, Dimitri. Surely you wouldn't forget me, would you? I... And then it hits him. As recognition spreads on his face, Veronica grabs him by the arm and gently walks him towards the screen. Now, now. No need to make a scene here. Oh, would you look at that. Veronica guides his eyes towards the screen. And as they look, a single frame of a naked Dimitri flashes in between the rest of the videos. Veronica sees Dimitri's face go pale. Sweet memories? What do you want? I want the hacking software. I gave it back then. Yeah? Let's just say I want my own copy. You. You and the man who threatened me. You have parted ways, haven't you? That is none of your business. Now, are we going to stand here and watch the whole video so the crowd can see your crusty little sausage? Or are you going to give me what I want? Dimitri realizes that he is in no position to ask questions, and he shuts his mouth. Good. When can I have this by? When do you need it? How's later tonight sound? Done. Corner of 48th Street. There's a mailbox. Leave it at midnight. Enjoy your night, Dimitri. And I'd advise you to stay away from the blondes. What's life without a little variety, huh? With that, Veronica leaves, and she bumps into the reporter again. Oh, hey. Yeah, you found me. Okay. Later that night, Dimitri makes good on his promise. Before long, Veronica has the software in her possession. Veronica's working her way through the software as Jake comes in. How's it going? Hmm. Somewhat hard to track the master. He's changed it all. I've got hardly anything to go on here. As Veronica types code into the computer, Jake thinks to himself. Hmm. I was wondering. He's someone who deals with a lot of money, obviously. Now that he's acquired some big amounts from that convoy, he'd need to store it somewhere, wouldn't he? Yeah. What are you saying? So what's the next big thing he'd need? Hmm. A place to store it? Yeah, so... The master always had a contact who stored all the excess cash. A stasher, we called him. Well, why don't you search for the most likely person? The master attacked the convoy in South Carolina. So let me check the nearby cities. Here we go. There's an offer on the dark web for a new stasher. This must be the master. And? The job was just closed an hour ago. Someone accepted it. And that person would be... Umberto Ricardas. And we have an address for the meetup. Fantastic. Jake? Yeah? How soon can I get a plane to Lexington? The private jet's in the terminal, ready to take you wherever.
That night, Veronica takes the plane to South Carolina. She quickly makes her way to the address in Lexington. Veronica is dressed in black. She walks around the outside of the warehouse, setting up a few lights and speakers. When she is done, she pulls down her ski mask and heads inside the warehouse. The inside is damp. There is hardly anything in sight. Massive wooden boxes litter the area. Where are you? Just then, a jeep drives in. Veronica hides behind a box. She sees some men get out of the jeep. They are armed with guns. Their leader, Humberto Ricardez, walks out of the jeep, flanked by two guards. The truck? It will be here soon. Veronica sees a truck approach in the distance, and behind it, another vehicle, a Land Rover, follows it closely. There you are. Veronica sees the door of the Land Rover open, and the master steps out with Tyler. Umberto, good evening. Good evening. Your trip was fine, I assume? Uneventful. Good. With all that's been going on for you, I believe that uneventful is a welcome surprise. You could say that. Do you have the safe ready? Yes, it's ready. But before that, I need to ask you, why do they call you master? None of your business. Tyler takes a step towards Umberto and looks down at him with a threatening glare. I'd take a step back if I were you, boy. Tyler. Okay. Tyler heeds the master and reluctantly moves back. They call me the master because I orchestrate everything. I teach others to follow in my footsteps. Ah, beautiful. But... Veronica finds Umberto interesting. Clearly, the man is unafraid of the master, unlike most other stashers from times before. This was going to play very well, according to Veronica's plan. Why do you still go by it, when your face is now out there in the world? Mr. Rakesh Patel? Veronica sees the Master's eyes widen. For the first time ever, she sees that the Master is finally afraid of something. Tyler is surprised as well, and he looks at the Master. That is your name. Is it not Rakesh? Whatever it is, it doesn't mean... Of course. It matters to me, Rakesh. You see, I like to know whose money I'm stashing. And I, for one, hate aliases. So, Rakesh, don't call me that. I will call you as I please. Veronica sees this as the perfect opportunity. The deal is already going sour, and she did not expect this to happen. Now, it was her time to throw acid into the mix. And she presses the button on her remote. Instantly, the lights she set up outside activate. They flash blue and red. The speakers sound as well. Everyone inside panics. The master looks at Umberto. You? No! This is not me. I didn't do this. You set us up. You will pay. The master pulls out his gun and is about to shoot Umberto when Veronica comes out of her place. She pulls out her gun and shoots and misses on purpose. Master, we have to go. No one sees the shooter. Everyone clamors back to their vehicles. Tyler pulls the master back into the Land Rover. And in a few seconds, everyone is gone. 
When Veronica comes out of the shadows, she pulls off her ski mask. She is smiling. Nailed it. As Veronica leaves, she knows that the master will be hell-bent on finding Umberto and teaching him a lesson. But not only that, she saw his fear and anger at how the master reacted upon hearing his real name. Veronica now had another piece of vital information in her arsenal. She decides to research it, back at her hotel. Veronica gets countless hits on her search, so she tries narrowing her search down to immigrants. To no avail, the master is pretty much a ghost. Veronica wonders how Umberto found his real name. It couldn't have been on the internet. He knew someone connected to the master's past. But who was it? What did Umberto know that not even the police could have found? What do you know, Umberto? So she decides to ask him herself. Knowing that the master would be after Umberto soon, the next morning, Veronica pays Umberto a visit. It takes Veronica an hour to track his whereabouts, but she finds him soon enough. Veronica enters the musky garage. It is mostly empty except for a few cars and for the Jeep that Umberto arrived in last night. She sees a light in the cabin at the far end and walks towards it. Wearing a wig and shades, Veronica knocks on the door. Umberto is inside. He sees her and rises from his seat. Yes? Um, so I saw your garage here. My car stalled outside. Would you help me out? Sure. Be with you in a second. And then, as Umberto turns back inside, Veronica leaps forward. She bolts the door shut. Hey! Veronica kicks him hard on the chest. Umberto falls into his seat. Veronica pulls her gun out and aims it at Umberto. Now that I have your attention, Umberto Ricardez, you're going to tell me what I want to know. Did the master send you? No. You'll wish he did. Answer my questions. How do you know his real name? Umberto glares at her. He doesn't respond. Veronica strikes him hard across the face with her gun. I'm not gonna ask you again. How do you know his real name? That wasn't the police last night, was it? It was you. A hint of recognition passes across Umberto's face. I know you. You were the one who split from him. Killed her. Umberto, you're starting to piss me off. How do you know his real name? It was easy. I followed his blood scent back to his family. His family? His family's dead. That may be what he wants everyone to believe. But there's talk of an old Indian woman in the hospital asking for her son ever since the master's photograph went public. I smelt the connection, and I took the opportunity. And in doing so, you ruined your deal. I didn't ruin the deal. You ruined my deal. Where is this woman now? Where is... At that moment, one of Umberto's men springs into the room. It's the guard from the previous day. You! Veronica sidesteps his onslaught and knees him in the face. The guard chokeslams Veronica onto the table. And seeing this opportunity, Umberto scurries outside.
The guard continues to choke Veronica until she gouges his eyes. She quickly puts him to sleep with a swift kick to the temple. And then... Veronica hears the gunshot and turns around. She sees Umberto lying on the ground, dead. And standing over him is the master. Veronica slowly walks outside, trying to avoid detection. But then... She feels the cold metal of the gunpoint on her head. Easy now, V. Tyler stands there, a smug expression on his face. He commands her to move towards the master. Tyler. Move. Good to see you too. Tyler hits her with the butt of his gun. Always wanted to try that on you, bitch. Now move! Veronica walks towards the master, who has his glare fixated on her. Hello, we. Tyler maintains a good distance from Veronica as they come to a halt. His gun never leaves its target. He knows how lethal Veronica can be. And if the Master's will weren't upon him, he'd have loved to have shot her brains out. Hello, Master. Or should I say, Rakesh Patel. Veronica immediately sees the anger flare in the Master's face. Like a viper, he lashes out. The Master lands a blow on Veronica's face that feels like a hammer striking her. Veronica falls to the ground. Get up. You ain't my boss anymore. You know that. The Master kicks her abdomen, sending Veronica flying a few feet away. You ruined so many good things, V. And all for what? Good things for you. You had me framed and all I did was say no to a job. You left us. You... I left a long time ago back when I realized that your motives weren't all that high and mighty. Veronica rises to her feet slowly. She faces the Master. You aren't what you promised us, Rakesh. The mere mention of his name infuriates the Master beyond anything. He strikes Veronica again. So that's how low you've gotten, huh? Beating up women now, are we, Rakesh? The Master strikes her again. And again, Veronica lets him. He lands blow after angry blow, sending Veronica sprawling backwards. This is not how I taught you. Exactly. I've evolved. I see you haven't. What? Do you really think I'm letting you pound me just because I enjoy your sadism? Nah. Dear Master, why don't you take a look around? The Master looks back, just in time to see Tyler fall on the ground. Someone comes up from behind Tyler and disarms him. She then proceeds to lift him up and roundhouse kicks his face. Tyler flies back, and then he pulls out his hidden gun and aims it at Kendall. Veronica uses her friend's distraction to kick the master away. The master staggers backwards and then joins Tyler. Veronica joins Kendall. Both parties face each other. Kendall aims her gun at Tyler while he points his at her. What took you so long? Tough weather. And Jake didn't give me a private jet. <laughs> and then the two friends turn towards their enemies. The master and Tyler glare venomously at them both ready to kill. Tyler unable to fire due to Kendall holding his other gun. Shall we? 